What is up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Sports Media Student Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Rose. Thank you, as always, for listening. And uh, this week's episode of the Sports Media Student Podcast is a interview that I did with Temple University senior uh, Graham Foley. Uh, Graham has had a number of uh, really prestigious internships and... Uh, those include the Philadelphia Inquirer, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, a lot of things with Temple Athletics, and currently he's doing a social media internship with the Philadelphia Phillies. Graham and I talked a couple weeks ago um, before the entire sports world uh, stopped, and I've been trying to figure out how and when to put this interview out because it is a lot about finding internships and um, getting involved with different things on campus and covering games, and none of those things are really possible right now. And I imagine that uh, finding an internship right now is next to impossible or impossible. Um, but I do think that uh, putting it out now, you guys can, any of you students looking at maybe the next cycle of internships and trying to prepare to become the best kind of candidate you can in the future. Right now, um, you can listen to this, take some tips from Graham, and maybe change the way that you're approaching things and come up with a, a new plan of attack for when the next semester starts or for fall internships, if that's what we're looking at, or if it's next spring or summer. Um, either way, you can take a lot away from the conversation that Graham and I have. Graham is uh, really just really hustling and uh, doing a great job, so... Um, I'll leave it at that. Um, thank you for listening and let's get to it. My interview with Graham Foley. All right, Graham, thanks for joining us. So to get this, happy to be here. Thanks, man. So to to get this kind of started the way I start in every episode, um, with how people got their start, it means a little bit unique with this episode, um, because your, you know, professional writing career say that in air quotes if you're listening on the podcast has not started yet because you're still um, a senior in college but um, if you could kind of go back to the first time you started writing or or did any kind of stuff when you kind of got the you know the kind of origin of your uh the career you're starting now yeah yeah the first time I really ever wrote anything was um back in high school I know some of my friends when they went to high school they had these big production companies and TV stations. We really didn't have that at uh, Downingtown West where I went uh, in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Uh, So me and my friend kind of started our high school newspaper online our senior year. So I covered our football team a little bit, a little bit of our basketball team, you know, pretty minor stuff. Uh, So my first real experience, I would say, was uh, freshman year at Temple. I started writing for City of Basketball Love under uh, Josh Verlin, who was uh, still running the website City Basketball Love. So I got to cover some high school games in the area, some college games, um, even even covered West Ham with Cam Reddish and Mo Bamba. So I was like a little freshman looking up to seven foot Mo Bamba and talking to him. That was fun. Uh, and that's when I really kind of realized how much I really liked writing. I, I went in not exactly knowing what I wanted to do. If I wanted to, you know, kind of go on TV production or um, more social media or something like that. Um, but I really found my love of writing freshman year and then continued with the Temple News um, doing I, I was covering the tennis team as a beat writer, covering the soccer team here and there. Uh, and just doing some freelance stories there. So that's how it really kind of kick-started and um, led to some other internships as well. Yeah, so what um, what would you say about writing? What kind of got you hooked into it when you started doing that if you weren't exactly sure what you wanted to do when you got started? Yeah, I really liked having the conversations with different athletes. I feel like sometimes with uh, like TV production, you're not it's not as personal. It feels like it's it's more of like, you know, a show, and that makes sense. But with writing, I felt like I had more freedom to kind of sit down with an athlete and just talk about their life, find what's an interesting story. And then it kind of gave me more creative freedom as well to sit down and just think, what is interesting here and how can I organize this? Every time I write something, I feel like it's it's always just like putting pieces together of a puzzle of what's interesting, what should be here and there, um, adding the quotes and kind of assembling it that way. And so I think early on, I just really liked telling stories of interesting people and figuring out how to do that best. Uh, I think freshman year really taught me that the most. Uh, so when you, what was the first internship you applied for, or I guess that you got, I should say? Yeah. So, and I guess, you know, Temple News and COBL, I was kind of 
writing on the side. It wasn't really an internship, I guess. It was, I wasn't getting uh, paid or, or even credit. I was just kind of doing stuff on the side to try to get better. Uh, the Temple News was paid, actually. But so I think my first like real internship, though, was uh, with Temple Athletics my sophomore year. Um, I just noticed one day that they didn't have anyone doing like, you know, Snapchat story, Instagram story. They had like, you know, Twitter content, Facebook content, but like not a lot of live content. Um, so I emailed just, I think it was athletics at temple.edu, just like the most general email. And I was like, hey, like, if you're looking for any help, I would love to help out with social media. I didn't get any response. And so every week in my political science class where I was very, very bored, I would just sit down and email once again and be like, hey, following up. I think it was like the third or fourth time when finally someone got back to me and said, hey, you should email this girl who was uh, Morgan Siegfried. She was the director of uh, kind of digital content. She's now at the University of Kansas running their social media um, for all their sports there. Um, and she was like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking for more help. I'll take you on. Uh, so sophomore year, I started doing the Instagram story and a lot of other kind of live content and, you know, creating GIFs, taking photos, things like that for um, the uh, football team and for the basketball team and for the general Temple Owls account. Uh, so I did that all my sophomore year and really, really liked it. So that was really my first internship experience. And it was really just from realizing that there could be something, even though there wasn't anything actual solid there and uh, just trying to reach out and see what would happen. Yeah, I think um, that's something that I talked a lot about in you know, early episodes of me talking on the podcast and to younger kids when I was in college and that I still kind of talked to from Ryder, where I graduated from, which is like reaching out to people um the power of it's uh it seems like it you know people wouldn't wouldn't answer or you know who, who knows whatever or sending you know one email and just being like oh i sent them an email and they never got back to me and kind of letting it fall and kind of die there and um how much has kind of you know the how, how much do you think your success in getting internships and different stuff that you've had um has been you know born because of your drive to like, you know, send multiple emails and different stuff like that. I've, yeah, I think nearly all of it is. And I, I think there's always kind of a fear to be, like, to not be annoying. And you don't want to be like that guy who's just like always knocking on someone's door for something that's not there. Uh, but if you'd go about it the right way and just say, hey, I'm looking for experience. If you have anything, I'm very willing to work. Uh, it's usually taken in the right way. And I think when I've talked to more professionals or, you know, people I am working with, they always say like, don't be afraid to be annoying because, People want to find driven people um, who want to do that. And that's how it came up with um, uh, the Eagles job, too, as well, because I was writing for then Alscoop.com the year later uh, with my professor, John DiCarlo, who might be the most influential mentor I've ever really had. I had him as a professor for two semesters, and he really liked my writing style and liked my work. So he brought me onto his website, Alscoop.com. And in December that year, I was like, I want to start thinking about summer internships now because I really want something. And I was like, who do you know? And he was like, he had interned for the Eagles in the late nineties. So he gave me Dave Spadaro's email and I just reached out and said, Hey, I met you once in John's class. Do you have any internships? I really didn't think they had any. Um, I'm really interested. He didn't get back to me. So I waited like maybe two weeks, emailed again and just said, Hey, it's Graham again. Uh, and then he sent me back uh, the email of Chris McPherson, who ended up being my boss of the Eagles, who said, um, after I had to email him a couple more times too, he finally came back and said, uh, yeah, yeah, we have possibly this opportunity if you want to apply for it. Um, and then I went through the application process from there. So it was really just, you know, looking through your connections, figuring out what could be there and then just following up and following up. Yeah, I think um, I think I see a lot of um, <clears throat> college kids now that I see them like they're having a lot of success on Twitter. And it's usually um, the kids with like, five six seven different like twitter accounts tagged in their bio that are the mm. ones that are like getting jobs and i think it's really important for uh for college kids like or high school kids you know knowing going into it that like just going into uh just sports journalism like my major was sports media mm -hmm. um you know some people will go into journalism and then you know want to get into sports because it's a little more broad and they can you know at least kind of you know, finagle, they wouldn't need to start in news or start somewhere else. Um, but I think a lot of the kids, I transferred into Ryder from Penn State, and it was the program is supposed to be producing its first seniors right now, but I would jump ahead a year. Um, so there was only three kids, uh, myself, that graduated last year, and the three of them are not um, working in, you know, in sports media. Um, and like, the biggest difference is I had multiple internships and you know ran the student paper and um 
you know, wrote for websites in my free time before I got those gigs and stuff like that. And I think it's really important for, um, for kids to understand like this kind of stuff that you're doing and, and that I did. And that a lot of, you know, co- college kids who are getting these internships that you see, I see kids like, Oh, I'm interning at the Detroit free press or, um, mm-hmm. even someone like, um, no, people reach out to me because I had the inquiry internship about trying to apply for it. And um, and they're coming from Texas and, you know, from right. Massachusetts and stuff and trying to get these internships. I think like that's kind of not even in some people's frame of mind. And I think that it's important mm-hmm. at a young age to realize like what this job is and like how many I don't know how many DMs I sent you to get like <laughs> to get you to do this podcast. And like, yeah, um, like that's your gonna be your job forever. It's like following up yeah. with people and and like hustling. And quick aside from my internship at the same place we interned. I think I was the sports uh, the spring sports intern before you at the Inquirer. Okay, yeah, um, I started in the fall. And um, I was watching uh, UFC. I was watching Sports Center on Saturday morning. I saw that UFC was in Philly Saturday night. So I emailed uh, Gary Miles and Gary Potosky and I said, hey, guys, um, just watch the Sports Center. UFC's in Philly tonight. Like, are, uh, do we have anybody covering it? Um, if not, like, I love UFC. I watch the sport. I could go cover it. Like, and um, Gary Potosky emailed my back. He's like, like two hours later, he was like, uh, no, he's like, we're good. We don't need anybody to cover it. And, my, and Gary Miles was like, yeah, sure. If you can get a credential, like, go for it. So I spent the whole morning. I DM'd the Wells Fargo Center Twitter account. <laughs> I emailed every single person that, like, PFC, PR, whatever, Wells Fargo Center PR, called my professor, whose daughter works at the Wells Fargo Center, to try and get them. Like, I, I had, like, five hours to, like, get a credential for it. And I, oh I got it. I covered it. And it was, like... It was a cool experience. Like I have the all my credentials hanging on the back of my desk chair here, and like the UFC oh. one is there, and like that kind of stuff is like if you want to actually, um, you know, get a job and like be able to actually do this full time, I think it's a uh, the hustle needs to be there. Like you need to know what you're getting into. You can't just yeah. be like I'm going to I'm going to go to college and I'm going to graduate with a degree in journalism and then I'm going to get a job. You need to be like doing something every single semester and the summer and stuff on campus. And I think it's a struggle for a lot of kids to, uh, to balance that and grades and stuff. How have you gone about like managing your time and figuring things out to make sure that you can get, you know, grades to write and have success in these internships and not just get them and then not live up to, you know, what you promised in the interview. Right. And I, I think you made a good point too. It's just, I, I, I have a lot of friends who are in the business school or something like that. And it, you know, journalism and sports media are such a unique kind of field where like, you can't just, you know, do your classes, get your degree and get a job. Like people in the business school definitely can, because there are just so many jobs out there. It's something you have to do. Um, and if you can't find these internships, uh, like you said, the people with a bunch of different, uh, things in their Twitter bio, if, if you make your own website, if you write your own content, like you can always produce your own and kind of go from there. Um, but like you said, the kind of the struggle is the balance of it all. And it really is a balancing act. And I think, you know, freshman year, there are so many nights where I was staying up till two in the morning to write a story I wasn't getting paid for just for the exposure and the experience and going through that. And it's definitely difficult. Um, and there's really a couple of philosophies, whereas the Inquirer, I'm sure, as you know, they would always say, get your schoolwork done first and then do your stories like that's what's really important. Uh, but then if you were to talk to Dave Sodero and see him present at any college class, he would say classes don't matter. Uh, just do your internships. And so it, it really is a balance of both. You don't you can't fail out of school. You got to get your degree. Uh, you want to be respected and you can still learn a lot from classes. I think there were a few of my journalism classes where uh, some of my better stories came from um, one of my capstone class. I just got I just won an award for it. I didn't even know I was like nominated for anything. And so you can you can do that work um, and you should focus on classes when you can. Um, but you should always try to be balancing with something else on the side because there are more hours in the day you're just going to have to give up some things on the side you're not going to be able to go to that one party friday night because there's a there's a game on campus that you got to cover and um you, you're going to have to sacrifice some things but when it's when you're doing something you're, you love it it should be easy and i think that's what's made it easy for me that it's uh it's always been something that i really like to do yeah i think um and uh, one of the one of the episodes before I started the podcast, I absolutely hate. I had hosted a radio show for one episode at our our, uh, our radio station on campus in college because I wanted to like I did 
TV anchor for the TV station, like play-by-play, writing, radio, um, hosting show. Like when I got into Ryder, I just was like, I want to taste everything and see where like I have success and like where I want to put most of my energy. And um, mm-hmm. and uh, like talking on the radio by myself for an hour was like dreadful. And I started doing this podcast and I have like all these episode notes, things, things I want to talk about. But like just talking for 45 minutes by myself, I I can't stand. So um, yeah. So um, why I want to do interviews is because I think having conversations is more interesting, and it brings I can bring people in to give insight better. But um, one of the episodes I talked about was having like a mindset, which is kind of what you're talking about, of will it being willing to sacrifice, um, you know, going out with your friends or you know being able to binge that show at the same pace that all all your friends are watching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like right now I live, I'm only two hours away from my family, but, um, you know, I saw my, my dad, and my brother for about a combined hour and a half over like Christmas and, um, Thanksgiving. And I, you know, I live apart from my girlfriend now. Like there are a lot of sacrifices that you have, that you have to make to do this. And, um, I think that, like I talked about with people that don't do the internships and all that kind of extra stuff. I think that a lot of people, for a lot of people, it's more fun to be like, yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm going to be a sports writer. Like I'm in college to be a sports writer. And um, it sounds really cool. And it sounds like interesting to people. Um, people are like, when I tell them like what I do, I just applied for my lease in my apartment. And they're like, I have to give them my like job, my uh, check stub and what I do. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a sports reporter for the newspaper. And they're like, wow, that's, you know, that's interesting. And it sounds like a really cool, fun thing, but there are like not a lot of people that actually like get paid like full time to do it. Um, what, uh, what's it, what has it been like, um, for you while you're in college trying to like mesh those two things of like having a college experience, but also like realizing like, I need to kind of sacrifice some of these things now so that in the future I can like actually enjoy what I'm doing every day and not, you know, regret that I didn't, you know, put the time in in college. Yeah, I think that was kind of um, the process going into college, thinking what's more important to me, having a four-year college experience where I get to party with my friends on the weekends and, you know, go to class hungover and have that kind of fun, what my friends in the business school do, or am I going to, you know, invest in my future and try to really get a job? And so, I, you know, I chose the latter because that was kind of what was more important to me. And because of that, like with, with the Eagles job, I took an entire semester off of uh, classes um, and just kind of pushed back my graduation a semester. And because of that, you know, I was working nine to five every day. It was basically like I was a, I had a full-time job and I was missing getting lunch with my friends or uh, having, I had to go to bed earlier because I had to wake up the next day at, uh, at 7am where my, my friends didn't. Um, but, you know, then your friends always come back, especially, you know, ones from high school who you kind of lose touch with. And they're like, wow, like I see all the stuff you're doing. It's really, really cool. And, you know, it is cool, but you only get there by doing these hard things. There has to be a balance there. And like you said about uh, like Christmas, I remember I had to work until probably seven o'clock at night on Christmas Eve uh, last year. But part of that whole thing was interviewing Merrill Reese for uh, for a story I was doing on the 2018. I'm looking back, like it's it's always really fun stuff that you're kind of um, you're kind of balancing there, even if some things aren't fun all the time. This job definitely isn't easy and fun all the time. And I think a lot of people also think that's how it works, too. There's plenty of hard work and long hours that feel unrewarding. Um but, you know, it's it's really just what's important to you. And you can still have the fun college experience on the side. Um, you can find a way to kind of balance it and uh, make the most of it. Uh, but, yeah, when I when I came into college, I just said I need to really kind of invest in what I want to do. And now I'm at the point where, you know, college is fun. I'm going to miss being with my friends all the time and living on campus. But like, I'm just so ready to be in the real world because I've gotten a good uh, taste of it now with, with the Eagles and with the Phillies. And uh and I almost kind of am excited not to have the burden of classes on top of all the internship stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's, it, you realize what you really like when you, when you go through this kind of grind and it really is a grind. Yeah, I know um, that for me, when I went on my interview, um, I did when I graduated, like before graduation, I applied to like probably like 10 different newspapers, like across the country. And I got an in-person interview where I am in New York dispatch in New York PA. But basically I came up and interviewed with the editor and sports editor. And then they sent me to a baseball game and gave me an hour to write the story after the game ended. And I wrote it in a McDonald's in my suit and, uh-huh. uh, and sent it to them and drove home. And Classic. basically what I told them was like, 
I've, you know, I was running the sports section. I was my senior year. I ran the sports section of the, of the paper. Um, we won newspaper of the year, uh, two years oh, in, wow. New in New Jersey. I like to plug that beat Princeton, yeah. beat Rutgers, all those guys. Rutgers, right, and, yeah. Uh, and I won three awards for my own writing. I internship with the Ivy League and the Inquirer at the same time and, you know, graduated with a 3-9 and Dean's List. So I told them, hey, imagine what I could do if I didn't have to do all that stuff and all I had to do yeah. was cover high school and stuff like that. So I think – and I think that um, being able to, like, compartmentalize that kind of stuff – and I think that's what I told you when I re reached out to originally, just saying congrats on your latest internship, which we'll touch on in a little bit um, – being able to like show that you can kind of, you know, juggle, you know, seven different things um, is good. And I think it's taken some adjustment for me to not have like to wake up at like 4 a.m. to get everything I want done in one day and have like extra free time. It's kind of like going back to college all over again from high school. And like when you were in high school, it was like so regimented. You had everything to do and then you get to college and now you have this freedom. But then, right. um, you know, you kind of make that adjustment. But um I do, um, I do kind of like, um, like what you're saying about all that stuff about, um, I think it's good for kids. I like to try to get the opinion of younger kids because like I'm 25. I just graduated college last year. I went to Penn state originally for business and my whole family did business and is in business now. And I just kind of went into that and like, I like sports. I always was like somebody who people would ask like what does this mean what's this rule like what does that mean or yeah. you know grandma would call me to find out what channel like you know villanova <laughs> was on she still does and um <laughs> and you know but i never thought it could be a job and i screwed around a lot and but then i like left penn state and transferred to rider and figured it out but i was in my mid-20s i have a girlfriend who's you know 26 like she's getting her master's i'm not having the same college experience now that kids are having like i already kind of messed around and i realized like okay i added a lot of you know debt onto my life and i kind of grew up and like was not i was not gonna be partying while i was at rider like i commuted back and forth i went i did my stuff i left like so i like to get the opinion of like younger kids now who are kind of you know in that situation who are actually like kind of doing the same thing but, you know, balancing it better and actually at like a normal college age. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, I think it's important because I just saw some posts, uh, a post about it from a guy who I'm trying to get on the podcast. I won't say who it is in case I can't get him. But um, and something that I've done myself is getting all these internships and posting like that. I got the um, that I got the Ivy League internship was like awesome because I was like, I can't believe I'm like. I'm editing stories on like the Ivy league website. Like it was kind of just a mm -hmm. moment where I was like, wow, like you actually like are actually like doing that. Um, yeah. but it was cool. And I, but I also, I made a post on Instagram about all the internships that I applied for that I didn't get. The Eagles were mm -hmm. one of those. I got the Philadelphia union internship, but I also didn't get it the first time uh, after interviewing for it. Like I made a post about all the internships I didn't get. Um, is there, any stuff that you applied for that you like didn't get because I think that people would like look at your Twitter and be like, wow, he's interning with the Enquirer and the Eagles and this and that with Temple and uh, the Phillies now. But like, is there anything you applied for that you didn't get or any email you sent that you didn't get back that you were actually like really pumped for that didn't come through? Yeah, I, I can't think of specific things that like I, I feel like what normally happened to me was I would send an email out to some someone, some contact where I know there was an internship. And most of the time, just not hear back or just maybe hear a wishy-washy like, oh, yeah, like, we'll we'll keep you in mind. And, um, you know, there was an NBC station in Boston that did that there uh, when I was like, oh, maybe I'll go to Boston for a summer and have fun. And then that chain just kind of gets shot down. Uh, then there's a situation where I, I was almost an intern for uh, Little League uh, baseball. And we'd been over the summer and covering the Little League World Series. And it looked like I was going to be able to get it. But then when they told me, you know, the pay was going to be very, very low and you have to find your own apartment. And I realized I just really can't afford that. Um, once I kind of mentioned that, I was, you know, I was out of the running, too. So it's, uh, you know, you, there, there are so many things that you have to kind of reach out for and be prepared to be turned down for. Uh, and I think I have been lucky where a lot of the things that I got, um, I, I was able to get on the first try. But even Inquire, I, I applied for twice for the spring and the summer last year and didn't get it. Um, but every time I, you know, I just said, all right, well, I'm just going to keep working, keep building. And then maybe the next time it'll happen. Uh, and that's, I've seen those posts as well, all over Twitter. And it's really important to keep, kind of keep in mind, because 
yeah, every time you see someone who's successful, you just assume that they they made it right away. But you learn a lot from being turned down, and then you you have to kind of uh, it, it just humbles you a little bit. You have to kind of evaluate yourself and say, all right, well, what can I do now to get better? Especially if you want to apply for that same spot. Uh, the Inquirer was one that I always wanted, and so when I turned I got turned down twice, I was just like, all right, I'm just going to keep working and see what I can do differently. And then finally got the in person interview and was able to get the internship. Uh, so yeah, there, the, the inquirer was the main one too, that I, I kind of got further along the process and got told no, uh, but there's so many other ones that just, they just don't get back to you and you just have to stay persistent. Like you said. Yeah. I think, um, I think we talked about with the willingness to follow up with people and, you know, be annoying. Um, it's going to come into effect when you're, you're doing a story, but it's, it's also the same thing when you're doing jobs and you're trying to build a relationship with someone. Um, if you're applying for something and, you know, you don't get it and you react like poorly to that mm-hmm. news. Um, you could screw yourself. Uh, you definitely screw yourself for that position. Um, and then, like you said, with the person at Temple who is now at Kansas, when they, if they move on, now you've just, you know, you've poisoned another thing that you didn't even know was like a potential avenue in the future. You never kind of know um, exactly where that person's going to go and, you know, what you're doing. You want to, um, just talk about like networking with people, not like being annoying, just like asking people for things when you haven't built up the relationship with them where they feel like they want to help you, um, which is a whole other topic. But you definitely don't want to like burn things because, uh, like I said, with the with the union, I went I interviewed on Skype. Um, I, I thought it went well. I didn't get it. And, um, you know, it was it was it was it was just sucked it was terrible but right. i applied again in the, the in the summer and then they had me out to like work a game and they were like hey you want the internship for the rest of the season and i was like yeah absolutely like i really didn't care what it was it at first like when i was applying i was like damn do i want to apply again because like they already said no like it's gonna be embarrassing to like interview with the same person again after i didn't get it but i was like I kind of want my resume to say like Philadelphia Union. And that was the first internship that like really kind of put me on. So, um, and the same thing with the Inquirer, I applied for the fall Mm -hmm. online. I didn't get, I didn't hear any single thing back, no email, anything back. And then um, luckily for me, my professor, when my professor was at Ryder and friend and mentor, Aaron Carter, um, Mm -hmm. uh, I reached out to him. I was like, Hey, I'm applying. Would you mind just, you know, sending somebody a message like just let them know that i'm applying and that you know you you teach me and he was like absolutely i got the in-person interview and they were like you're our number one pick there wasn't anything like different about me versus necessarily i mean i wrote more but there wasn't a lot about my resume that was much different from you know fall to spring but um Mm -hmm. just the willingness to keep like applying and, and then that kind of stuff and even rider i told you i've I basically was on academic probation at Penn State. I applied to Ryder. I was like, oh, they're going to take me. Everyone was like, oh, they're going to take you. You're coming from Penn State. They'll just take you like easy. And they were like, yeah, you don't meet our GPA requirement. You need to like go take three classes and like prove to us you can get A's. And then we'll put you in on academic probation like to prove that you belong at Ryder. So I got three A's and then I got into Ryder and then I got, you know, A's every. But like that really sucked because I thought I was like, all right, I'm just going to go to this school, sports media. They've got everything. They're going to take me. And they were like, yeah, no, you, uh, you can't get in here. And I was like, God, damn. like, you know, so yeah. it's, um, it's a lot of like getting no's and, you know, unrespond. My DMS on Instagram and Twitter are filled with, uh, verified accounts that have one message from me to them and, uh, no answer back. So, um, yeah. you know, there's a yeah. lot of that kind of stuff that comes into the play and you have to be kind of willing to just, keep sending stuff out and and know that there's a, you know, there's a chance it's not going to come back, but if it does, um, it could be great. And yeah. And like you said, if you, if you send out 40 applications or 40 messages, but only one of them gets back to you, well, that one could still be a great job. And I think you brought up a good point too, with Aaron Carter, where I feel like some people kind of feel awkward asking someone they know too, who's at a company they want to work at, um, if they could help out, if they could, you know, drop a name or whatever, you kind of feel like dirty in that way, but don't, because if they're recommending you, it's only because they trust you. No one's ever going to speak on your behalf unless they, they know that you're a good worker. And so using those, uh, those contacts to your advantage is great. And that's how, you know, the Eagles is probably a part of that because my professor really trusted me and liked me. And he was able to recommend me to Dave Sbarro and the Eagles. And 
Uh, and then I worked as a 50-50 seller, nothing that was even um, communications related at all for the Phillies for the last two years. And while my credentials were big and helped me get that internship, I also heard that my boss at 50-50, who knows my new boss is at the, uh, on the media side, recommended me as just a good hard worker, someone who came in and got his stuff done. So always reaching out to someone that you know. Um, don't be afraid to do that because, for one, I think less people actually do it than you think. So they're not going to be recommending 12 different people. And they'll only do it if they really trust you. Um, so that's always kind of a great tactic, I think. Yeah, I think um, to kind of touch on networking for a little before I get back to something uh, with the Phillies that um, mm -hmm. when you just said that made me think of something. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you you don't want to, you know, first off, you're not you shouldn't you're not going to be asking a professor like for a class that you um, go to like once or twice a week and uh you know, get C's or don't turn in assignments for like, if you're going to be right. like Aaron recommended me because like the first class after I met him, he is incredible story. And I'm working on getting him on this podcast because um, Ooh, yeah. we're both you know busy and stuff because he's just, he's the best. But um, mm -hmm. he like telling his story. I was like, this guy is like tremendous. Like I really need to learn from this guy and like talk to him after class and like, for an, just like a half hour, just like introduce myself, what I want to do and, you know, just talk to him and build that up and turn everything on time and sat in the front of class and answered it, like built that up over a semester where when I applied for something the next semester and was in, cause I was like, I'm taking some class you're in again to stay like around you. Um, you know, I, it wasn't like, I just met him and was like, Hey, I've applied for this internship. Can you help me out? Like we had built up a relationship where, he would actually like knew that I really wanted this and like that I was working hard enough that he felt like, Oh my God, absolutely. I will like, will like recommend you for that. And you know, um, that's a big part of it is like, you want to build that relationship up before you make the ask. You don't want to be asking somebody for something when they don't even really know you yet. And that's why I think the part of class we talked about, like getting good grades and stuff is important. I think that, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn more from your internships and your actual experiences and stuff and, and feeling what you actually like and what you're good at. But the school part, I think for me, one was just important to me to prove that I like could, you know, graduate college because of how my first experience went. But getting like the point of this podcast for me is to give kids inter interested in this industry that don't have any connections like I did. And when I started a way to kind of like, you know, skip that, those awkward first steps of like, how do I kind of get started? So I think college for me was like, I don't know anybody in sports media, but these people at Ryder, we had connections. Like I went to Man Square Garden to cover the NIT, went to the cover Phillies game. I went to cover a Flyers game. Like these professors, Chuck Bousman was at the Daily News for forever, a sports editor. Aaron teaches there um, at Ryder and he's at the Inquirer. Um, my advisor, Aaron Moore, you know, was covered um sports in san diego and philadelphia and, and they're different things so like it was like these people did what i want to do so like just make you know just learning from them in the classroom and just you know through advising and different stuff um it was like a no-brainer like learn from these people and then they gave me my advisor sent me the ivy league hey apply for this you know aaron got me the inquirer and you know that and that stuff led to my job now so um that stuff is important in, in terms of networking, like build up the foundation of like, just trust like the person, like trusting that you're actually like, you're actually like, you know, really in it, not just to like get something from them. Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, Aaron, I could call Aaron for regular advice. He texts, he texts me, he texts me like when I was still in school, like, Hey, read this story. Like, uh, does this sound right? Like just knowing that, like, you know, I, um, I would do that because like, we actually are like, friendly um something you mentioned with the phillies uh i went to to like college sports media nights at the phillies like yes. networking events and one of the things they said was if you wanted to get involved with the team um in some kind of media way that you would probably have a better chance if you started off in ticket sales or ticket like sales, accounting yeah. than you would if you just like applied from outside from somewhere else um and you mentioned when you said that with the 50 50 um tickets thing and and them kind mm -hmm. of recommending you from there the combination of your work in school and your internships and the fact that you were inside the organization um how do you think that whole kind of process helped like 
you know, you say it's just kind of like 50-50, like not to actually like that you did 50-50 ticket sales there, but like 50% like your actual resume and 50% like you working inside the organization that led to your internship with them. Yeah, it's definitely massive. And I remember when I uh, actually at those college nights and one time when I had a press pass for the Phillies, that's when I first met the Philly social team and started networking with them and just, you know, having conversations with them, emailing them, saying thank you and um, saying I want to keep in touch. And then every networking event, I still talk to them. That was really important. But they all said that most interns and most people like within the media part of the organization all started in ticket sales or business Um my boss started as uh, doing doing the kind of the business side stuff and even more like advertising marketing. And now she's running all the social media channels because it kind of worked out that way. Um, and that's what they all kind of recommended uh, for me to do. I kind of skipped that and then I never really had a ticket sales internship and went over. Like this was really the first ever uh, media only uh, internship that they had. And they knew me, they trusted me and I was able to apply and get it. Um, but being 50-50 was massive because the Phillies are an organization I've gotten the sense where they really want it to be like a family atmosphere. They do a good job building it that way. And they want to get to know you before they even trust you with a ton of responsibility. So me being in the building every day um, and even like getting there early for 50-50 and pushing some carts around and doing stuff that like wasn't required, even though that had nothing to do with media, it just showed my boss and other people within the Phillies organization that they could trust me. And then for different events that were more centric in the Phillies organization, like the the winter charity sale and things like that, they would go to me and my roommates and say, hey, we trust you guys. Do you want to help us out with this? And then from there, I was able to meet more people in the organization. And you know, once they see you every day and they, they trust you as a member of the Phillies organization, it just makes everything a lot easier with the hiring process. So uh, I don't know. You know, if I'd be able to get this internship, if I if I hadn't worked for the Phillies for two years or two, uh, two seasons already, uh, because I think that relationship was so important to kind of lay the groundwork um, in addition to all the stuff I was doing, media stuff outside. Um, with the Phillies, I wonder um, you could kind of explain what is because you've had interviews for other internships like the Inquirer. I know what that kind of interview is like. I imagine if it was like mine, it was three editors and you like talking um and kind of going over that kind of stuff and that's you know like a traditional kind of interview what is an interview for a social media uh position like because i think that a lot of people like when i was in classes my professors would be like you guys should be on social media you should be reaching out to people telling them that like if they don't have social media you'll start it for them and i think that a lot of people believe just because you're you know in your 20s and you have a phone that you could like run social media for somebody but um right you know a lot of people like um you know i have social media i use my i use it to promote my stories and you know random other stuff but like I think your stuff is pretty funny like that. I see you do on social media and it's pretty like clever. Some of the stuff um, like I messaged you about your, uh, your press conference video at the end of the season. Like <laughs> you think your social media is kind of funny. So what is a social media interview? Like looking, do they look at your social media to see like what you kind of do and how, how does that work? Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of everything. And I think it, it, it depends on the organization, whereas like the Eagles job was a little more writing. So they kind of focused more on my writing and then asked for social media. Uh, but the Phillies, the whole interview was like two and a half hours and it was three different segments. And it was um, meeting with the marketing people and the vice president and then meeting with the social media team and then meeting with um, the PR team and the travel secretary who grilled me. They asked me some difficult questions trying to like slip me up. And for that, it was more about can we trust you around players? What's your experience with not becoming too friendly with players, but letting them trust you? Um, and one of those three guys said he went back through my social media for about two years and just, I have a lot of tweets, as you know, and he scrolled through apparently every single one of them. And the most important part was being professional. Um, and, you know, if you're a Philly sports fan, that's fine. And if the Phillies lose and you say, and that was a, you know, a, a difficult night for Scott Kingery, um, he went 0 for 4, you know, that's fair. But if you start tweeting that Scott Kingery sucks, then, you know, you're going to be disqualified from a job like that. Um, so I, I don't think it's as much as, uh, you know, are you good at being clever? Let's test you. Let's do a live tweeting situation. It's more about how professional are you? How good are you at communicating, building relationships? Um, and then they can kind of gauge your, your cleverness and your ability to kind of communicate off of that. Uh, it differs for everyone. So I think with the Phillies, it was more discussing what's your experience? Um, how often do you tweet? Uh, how do you kind of go about doing stuff, uh, you know, in a live content situation where 
everything's really quick and you have to think of something really quickly. Uh, they never gave me like, you know, a, a template and told me to tweet. Uh, but I will say for Little League International, I interviewed for them. I finished my interview and then they said, all right, you have 30 minutes. We're going to send you three video clips and we want you to send us uh, three different captions you'd have for those clips and what platforms you would use it for. And you have 30 minutes to do that go. Uh, so it, it, it can be like a test like that in some ways. Um, but for the Phillies and the Eagles too, it was more uh, discussing my uh, my background, discussing my professionalism, and then just my ability to, to write and communicate. Uh, and they can kind of trust your social media sense from just following you. Um. In terms of, because uh, you've interned with, you know, organizations like professional sports organizations and a, you know, like a journalism entity in the Inquirer, um, how have you seen, like, is it difficult for you to do those? Because I did kind of a similar thing too, working for teams and working for the Inquirer and like the student paper, like... And Gary's advice, Gary Potosky's advice to me was like, you should have two applications. Like when I applied to like, like coming out of college, my plan was like, all right, I want to work for like a website newspaper at first because like I want to try this independent journalism, do that for a while while I'm young. And like when I'm 40 and, you know, married and stuff, that's when I'll like, you know, take a more home-based type job where like I'm like when I'm older, um, how have you like, looked at kind of like applying to like a team like the Phillies or the Eagles versus like working with the Inquirer and those two separate kind of things they kind of flow together to a lot of people I think but if you're right. like in media the way that you like the way I would write a I would write a press releases for the Inquirer or sorry press releases for um the Ivy League on Monday and then writing you know feature story on Tuesday for the Inquirer and it was like it's weird to see like what two different types of you know media that you're content that you're putting out yeah, it's it's totally different, like you said, especially with writing for the Eagles versus writing for the Inquirer is night and day because uh, with the Eagles, you know, you were still being honest. You could still evaluate if, you know, a player didn't do well and write about what needs to happen, whatever. But you're never going to make them look bad and you have to keep that in mind the entire time. So, um, you know, with with the Eagles, it was all stories like that that were just kind of more fun stuff, more making the players look good in situations or uh, writing about, you know, the, the Eagles winning and with the Inquirer, it's, it's regular straight journalism. Uh, and I think there's a lot of merit in being an independent journalist and not having any kind of clamps on what you can do and what you can write. Um, and you, know, you have the ability to just to do more in that way. Uh, but I also think that, you know, it, it's a tough field right now in, in journalism and there aren't a ton of, um, you know, sports reporter jobs in the paper, like you said. Uh, whereas teams now are starting to invest more in the media side and, you know, you're never going to win a Pulitzer prize writing for PhiladelphiaEagles.com, but you can still have a lot of fun covering sports and, uh, you know, be around something that you love. Um, so I know a lot of people within the journalism community don't respect writing for a team. And I think that's a bunch of baloney because I think you can still, you know, do a lot of important work, tell a lot of important stories. And sometimes it's, it's stories that independent journalists who are covering a beat can't get to, and you can tell these really kind of cool things off to the side. Um, so I think that either one is fine and either one I would like to do. I don't think I totally have a preference, but I really do like how teams are expanding and, uh, and what that kind of, that kind of creative freedom allows as well. And, uh, like you said too, you know, I remember with Gary Petoskey, who I love, he's an, he's a great editor, uh, at the Inquirer and a great mentor. Um, when he sat me down for my interview though, he took my resume and I had Temple Owls and I had Philadelphia Eagles and he crossed it off with a red pen, both of them, and just said, I don't care about that that's not journalism. Let's talk about your journalism stuff. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's my greatest accomplishments. Okay. I have to flip now. And, uh, at one point he was like, what do you think is your, you know, your best accomplishment that you or something you great you ever wrote. And I, I, I think we both kind of had an idea of like, he didn't want anything from the Eagles and he goes, you know, pertaining to what I'm talking about. I was like, all right, great. So I had to really think of something that was independent journalism for city basketball over the temple news to talk about. Um, so, Knowing your audience is important, um, but I also think that there's a lot of transferable skills. Uh, there's a lot of fun in both. There's a lot of merit in both. And um, whichever one I end up long-term with, I would, I'd be happy either way. Yeah, I think, um, I think, and that's one of the things that my, my uh, advisor in college said to us was that those, not that the lines are being blurred between the two of those things, but I think that... Um, respect factor that you talked about between 
you know, team reporters and, you know, like a beat writer say, um, I think maybe with your older generations, you, you know, the guys that have been doing this for, you know, 30 guys and girls who've been doing this for 20, 30 years, um, that, that may still be the thing. But I think with, with younger people, you said like, you know, my company, my paper, we just, Gannett owns us. We just merged like the biggest, you know, merger in newspaper, number one, and number two, like own newspaper companies. Now they own like 200 or some papers. Um, you know, this, this industry is, is not, um, it's not in the best spot it's ever been. Like it's still, mm-hmm. you know, there are still things in place to keep it going. But I think that a lot of the future jobs in terms of storytelling and stuff like that, like you said, uh, coming from the team side, coming from websites and different stuff like that is, uh, is definitely the opportunity there to, uh, to keep the doors open to both. Um, and I definitely applied to mm-hmm. both when coming out of college and it just, the opportunity for this one came through and it, it was something that made sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So the final question kind of for everybody, um, we touched on a lot of things. You've given uh, a lot of advice, a lot of good advice, but if you're talking to somebody who was the high school senior or college freshman, who's deciding, um, who's decided I want to get into sports media, want to get into, you know, writing and and we'll we'll keep it to that and maybe pertain to the social stuff that you've done um your advice maybe you know three bullets Mm -hmm. or however you want to frame it um your kind of like top line advice to uh to an aspiring uh writer as somebody who's uh, gone through a lot of experiences and is uh approaching graduation yeah and I'll, I'll, i'll tell a quick story too i remember at in the summer of my junior year i was working at the downingtown country club as a bag boy that was kind of my summer job uh, in high school and they, we had an outing and it was like a bunch of Philadelphia media members were there. And I saw Scott Graham, who was, uh, who does a lot of stuff for NFL films, a former Phillies play by play guy. And I was, you know, I, I loved listening to him growing up. So I went up to him and I was like, Hey, like my name's Graham. I'm, I'm really interested in, uh, being in sports media. And he looked at me, he's like, so what have you done? And I was like, uh, I'm on my school morning announcements. And he was like, all right, well, get to work. And that was like a wake up call for me where I was like, I didn't think I could do anything until high school but or until college, but um, you totally can. So I, I think that's something I could have done better at in high school. And that would be my, my kind of first point of advice is um, if you know this is what you want to do, or even if you're thinking about it and you want to try it out, start working because if your high school has the means to, you know, let you do play by play for your basketball team or football team uh, or uh, write for your school newspaper, do that. And if not, you know, go to medium.com and establish your high school's online, you know, publication. You can you can make it, and I'm sure any teacher would help you do that. Um, you know, reach out to your football team and say, I want to run your social media for the football team, or I want to, you know, help keep stats or do play-by-play. Get any hands-on experience you possibly can right away because you'll look like someone who's motivated. Um, you'll gain a lot of legitimate experience that gives you a leg up once you get to college. Um, and you get to figure out if it really is right for you. And, uh, and like we've kind of said, too, from the very beginning, once you're in college, you know, classes are important. Go to your classes. But in the meantime, you got to look out for those internships. So DM any person online. Don't be afraid to reach out about whatever you can do. Just about any college is going to have a school uh, campus newspaper. And I don't think I've ever heard of any um, any organization turning someone down uh, at a school. They're, they want to work with you so you can become a better writer. Uh, that's what those institutions are for. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, you know, kind of sound like a broken record, but it's just finding that experience and getting at it right away because you'll look like a motivated person. You'll gain a lot of experience, uh, and you'll, you'll learn a ton from it. Cool. All right. Um, if you want to find, uh, Graham on social media, I'll have a link to his Twitter in the episode bio. You can check out, uh, his tweets and you can, uh, reach out to him with any kind of questions. If you have any questions for him. And for me, all right, Graham, um, appreciate you uh, chatting with me and uh, giving some good advice to our next generation of, uh, of young journalists um, and or whatever reporters, <laughs> yeah. call it journalism, whatever you want to call it. Um, it could be anything. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate you having me on. And uh, I think we it was a really good discussion that I hope is beneficial to a bunch of people. Yeah, for sure. All right, Graham. Thank you. I appreciate Uh, you hopping on for a little bit. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another 
episode of the Sports Media Student Podcast. Uh, I do really appreciate Graham coming on and uh, having the conversation uh, that we had. Um, like I said in the beginning and uh, during the podcast, I really appreciate the way that Graham is hustling and uh, really working. And, you know, that's something that's really important, I think, as somebody who got into college, got into the sports media aspect of college late, as someone who transferred from a different major, um, building that resume up for me was really important because I, I didn't have years of knowing that I wanted to do this and the high school paper and all that kind of stuff that maybe somebody who knew they wanted to get into sports media earlier did. Building up that resume and graduating with the best grades as possible, making that all work at the same time was really important to me. And I see kids like Graham and others um, on social media really um, doing a great job of that. So I want to try and bring you guys professionals in the industry um, to give you the, you know, how their early career got going and what they're doing now and what they think you should be doing. But at the same time, uh, bringing in someone like Graham, who's currently maybe a couple of years, four years, depending on um, if you're in high school or college ahead of you. I think could be really helpful. So uh, if you want to follow Graham, reach out to him. Um, his social media, as well as mine, will be in the bio of this episode. Um, as always, if you appreciate this, please share it. Um, send it to anyone, any of your friends that are interested in sports media or might be interested in sports media. Um, really want to try and grow this and help as many kids as possible. So as always, as well. If you have any questions or people you'd like me to try and reach out to, you can send them to me uh, anywhere on social media. And until then, guys, keep getting after it. I know it's a crazy time right now, but there are lots of stories to be told during this time. And there are lots of time. You have a lot of time to kind of figure out what you want to do, especially if you're in college, high school, get your work done. You've got a lot of time to plan, look at things and uh, come up with a, a solid um, setup when you're, you know, when sports come back and you can be in a great spot. So thanks for listening, guys. Uh, until next time, see you.